dropping knowledge bombs all over the state of Alabama. Pew, 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 pew. Druid News Radio, Druid News Radio. Listen to us on Druid News Radio. Welcome to Truett News Radio. It's your weekly dose of gumption and positivity, for whatever that means. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Truett and Brock Murphy, probably the two coolest guys in the world, at least in their minds. Let it rip, fellas. Good morning, Brock. Just ask us. Just yes, ask good us. Good morning to the Truett News Radio listening world. Good morning to the state of Alabama and all surrounding areas. We've got, hey, I know we've got, for example, my folks are listening in Navarre, Florida. That's just over the state line if you're paying attention. Yes, hello, Bill and Jan. Yeah, hello, hello. Good morning to everybody. We are Truett News Radio. Who are you? I'm Tony Truett, Truett Insurance and Bonding. If we can help you with your insurance needs, we would love to do it. Uh, work with business owners and oh. uh, on all kinds of stuff. So come see us. And we do a lot of bonds for contractors. If you're a contractor needing some help with your bond line, I can do it. That would be a surety bond? A surety bond. Surety bond. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm Brock Murphy with Brock G. Murphy Law Firm, and uh, I represent folks actually in the construction industry, oftentimes commercial subcontractors, sometimes general contractors, and I've been known to get involved in surety bond claims. So if you've got something like that going on, give me a shout, 205-313-6360. What do we got going today? Man, a lot of good stuff today. We got uh, the mayor of Huntsville, Tommy Battle, joining us. That's going to be interesting. That place is growing like crazy up there. And uh, we got Skip Poe with the Road Builders Association here about some of the things they have going on. That's going to be good. But I'm going to tell you what I did last night. What did you do last night? I went and got a little bit of culture. I went to the St. Elias Maronite Catholic Church. It was the Lebanese uh, Food Fest. Festival, oh. And we had a blast. I don't know if you've ever been to that. No. Uh, it was a good time, and I learned a little bit, man. You know, there's not a lot of Maronites out there, okay? Yeah. So, uh, what is a Maronite? Uh, well, it's Ben. It's actually fascinating. Like the you know the Catholic Church kind of started the whole thing, and most people are you know Roman Catholic. Yeah, yeah. But there's different kind of branches of okay. it, and uh, it all you know depending on where <laughs> you you came from in the world. Uh, but uh, you know, a lot of this kind of goes back to the. Uh, really Syrian yeah. area, uh, okay. Le- which Lebanon was part of long sure, ago. Sure, and sure. Uh, they had to, you know, worship in caves and stuff. It was it was fascinating talking to them, but the, the church is beautiful. Oh. Uh, I've been in there before, but, uh, you know, the stained glass and uh, all of that. But it was great. Ran into tons of people. Saw uh, John Bolas and uh, uh, George and Kathy Shannara, you know, were there and talked to them for a while. Uh, Charles Ferlisi, Mike Mountain, um uh, Vince, oh, a bunch of his buddies down here, oh, TJ, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, some of the other ones, Sophia and uh, all that. So it was a big time, man. Had a little uh, falafel. Oh. Yeah, and uh, enjoyed nice. that. And uh, But it was great, man. A lot of activity going on. And the cool thing, they have uh, they only have two bishops because there's not a lot of Maronites in the okay. in the country. There's two bishops, okay? Yeah. So uh, the, we're in the, the – the and he was actually there last night. It was funny. There's a picture of him on the wall, and then there he was. There he was. Yeah, and uh, – but he's from uh, L.A., but he came in to, to be a part of this oh, last this, night. this uh, festival. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, that's uh, nice. Really interesting stuff. Bringing folks from all over to the, the Magic City. You know, speaking of that, it's interesting. Uh, you know, there there were some, uh, I don't know, you, you might call them Catholic religious warriors of some sort who were called the Guelphi, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and Florence is Ferenz over there in Italy. And the Ferenz Guelphi, you know, uh, that's a football team yep. out in that uh, Italian football league. And they're undefeated right now, Tony, but they well, may not be after this they're day. Going down to, they're going down to defeat today. Our Parma Panthers are playing them. That's right. That's right. Our, our Panthers, Parma, they're 2-1. and one. They just beat the Varese Scorpions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who, who wouldn't want to know this either. 
Oh, who doesn't yeah, want to know about the Italian, the Italian Football, Football League, League of yeah. American Football? Yeah, and of course, you can either choose to like the Parma Panthers like us, or you can be wrong. Yeah, but uh, it's still it's it's fascinating that the game has you know gone across the world like it oh, has, yeah. and uh, you yeah. have these little you have these leagues uh, you know all all spread out everywhere that people follow it. It's well, awesome. They're uh, they're social media champions. They're really good on Instagram, and right now they've got you know a couple of different players who it's you know a close up with them and their pads, and they're talking about well we're getting better. We're we're not there yet, you know and uh, and they do it both in Italian and in English. And so really interesting. Follow the Parma Panthers. Watch them take on the Ferenz Guelphy today, and we'll see if uh, if the Guelphy remain undefeated this time next week. Yeah, uh, I, hey, I was going to say congrats to uh, Leah Drury and Lindsey Miller, uh, my folks at Battle yeah, Republic. Sure. They're expanding. They're going to be opening a Tuscaloosa post, so yeah. uh, that's going to be good. If you're in Tuscaloosa, man, join up. It's fun. You know, uh, Tuscaloosa keeps on expanding, expanding itself with all kinds of different options. So, yeah, that's exciting for them. Um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed going there with you. That's a good little workout. Yeah. Uh, Main Street America, you know, they have these programs trying to fix up, uh, in particular, small towns all yeah. over the country. And uh, they just had their Main Street, the big, uh, uh, whatever, trade show, whatever, uh, new – the big conference, that's sure, what I'm trying to sure, say, up in yeah. Boston. But uh, while they were there, they announced where the uh, where next year's big Main Street convention is going to yeah. be, and it's going to be right here in the Magic City. Wow! Uh, be next May fifth through the eighth. So you've got, I think they have like sixteen hundred programs, or oh. maybe more than that across the country. So uh, yeah. all of those people are coming uh, to Birmingham next. Uh, I like next seeing May. that. That's going to be awesome. There's synergy, right? We had the World Games last year. Yep. We had uh, the USFL, all of it here last year, and uh, we have the Indy Race. We uh, we have the the NASCAR event. Now we've got literally the host of the Main Street America with sixteen hundred folks coming in here, learning how to do it correctly in their hometown. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be more than sixteen hundred folks or sixteen hundred, I think, programs. Oh, programs. So then all those people okay. will be coming. Okay. Hey, we were talking about this before the show. This has got to be to me one of the best feel good stories I've I've seen in a while. Nate Borgatzi, yeah, the comedian, really, good. uh, really great. If you haven't listened to him, but uh, seems to be like a like a very normal human too, but. Right. From up outside of Nashville, uh, but spent years, you know, playing little comedy oh, clubs sure. and cruise ships and all that. But has has certainly hit into the main uh, mainstream now. And uh, he actually just set the record up at uh, Bridgestone Arena in yeah. Nashville, yeah. Uh, like last weekend, I think. That uh, on his Be Funny tour, uh, nineteen thousand three hundred and sixty five people packing. Wow thing and he said it's amazing you know when you were growing up going to events there and, yeah for uh, sure couldn't imagine doing this and the, the just incredible thing to me is uh while he's been on this just massive ride up you know upward yeah. uh he his dad is a i guess yeah. comedian and magician and right. he's got his dad opening he's his opening yeah. act yeah, right, and, right. And to, to enjoy this with him isn't that incredible yeah, yeah no that is and, and he has of course we won't go into it but he he shares some funny stories about growing up with his dad who was a magician but also a clown magician and uh just how uh he had learned to see some extraordinary things and consider them absolutely normal but yeah, uh, yeah that's that's great for him he just he seems like a good fella for sure he really does hey uh uh, man, we're going south next week. You're going to be down there, yep, and uh, yep. I am too. But we're going to meet up with uh, Panini, Panini Pete. Pete's new place, yeah. uh, Ed Seafood Shed. Yeah, and uh, going to be there on Monday, and hopefully have some folks join us. But uh, they've got it open. Uh, that was kind of a long time place down there, but it had a yeah. fire, and I think Pete's group then came in and took it over, and have just got it reopened this past week, I believe. Uh, but I can't wait to try it. Ed Seafood Shed. So this time next week, we'll give a full-on food review. Yeah. Yeah. That's and uh, I think he's going to join us over there. It's going to be fun. 
Uh, and I always love this. The National Cornbread Festival is yeah. uh, being held next weekend. That's the 29th and 30th. Uh, in South Pittsburgh. South wait. Pittsburgh. Wait, that's not Pennsylvania. No, man. It's up in uh, right outside Chattanooga. And uh, it's where Lodge, you know, the big, uh, what is that? It's cast iron. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's yeah, where there they're based go. and all that. Okay. So uh, uh, I think that would actually probably be pretty fun to go to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I used to uh, do a call uh, back when I would do these college football analyst things. And uh, I would call Pittsburgh. Uh, where, where they had Pittsburgh State, the Fighting Gorillas, you yeah. know, in uh, Division Two, I think. And you know where Pittsburgh State was located? Where? Kansas. Oh, I was about to say, is that somewhere in the Midwest? Yeah, it's Kansas, that. for heaven's sake. Right. Yeah. Hey, congrats to Martin Darty, uh, son of Joy Darty, my friend. Uh, he just got uh, became a certified uh, paramedic with the Hoover Fire Department. And uh, oh, how great is that? Huge. All those folks that go out and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, thank you to him and everybody at that department. You know, I, I've uh, been compelled. I think it may have been, well, it was coming off the pandemic. I, I got sucked into a Netflix series. It was called uh, We Are Wrexham or something like that. And Wrexham is spelled W-R-E-X-H-A-M. And it's a, a football club, a soccer team out in Wrexham, which is in Wales. You know, there's there's England, the United Kingdom is England, Scotland, uh, Northern Ireland, and then Wales. And so this is in Wales. Well, Rob McElhaney, which is one, who's one of the cast members for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Ryan Reynolds, uh, famous yep. for uh, uh, numerous movies. Yep. Yeah, we have Wade, I mean, you, you name it. Uh, they got together and bought this uh, struggling football club, which in, in the English Premier League, it's like uh, you, you can have promotions and relegations. So you might be in the equivalent of the NFL, but if you're the last three teams uh, in the standings that year, you get relegated down to basically AAA, if you're going to think about it from a baseball perspective. And the top couple of teams in AAA, they get promoted up into the Premier League. Well, Wrexham was in uh, like the fourth tier of this, uh, but it was kind of fun to watch, and they just about got promoted, but they just missed. I've been watching this year. It looks like they're going to get promoted. They brought in some extra players. But it's such a compelling thing, this Wrexham TV show, um, and and people are now following this tiny little team in Wrexham that they're doing a U.S. tour. And I thought this was interesting. The U.S. tour is going to begin at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill campus at Keenan Stadium, right? Which is beautiful, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Where they're going to take on Chelsea Football Club, which is essentially like, you know, the New York Giants, basically, in the NFL. And then a week later, they're going to be in San Diego at Snapdragon Stadium, taking on about the only team I'd really heard of before I got involved in any of this stuff, Manchester United. I mean, it's basically the Pittsburgh Steelers of of the NFL. And so, you know, how fun if you're part of Wrexham, right? I mean, you had no opportunity. You're, you're struggling, and now all of a sudden you're going to do a U.S. tour with your your famous owners, basically in uh, you know beautiful Chapel Hill, North Carolina, San Diego, yeah. California. This is astounding. Well, man, uh, I found this interesting. Kind of, uh, you know, a play off the off the soccer stuff. A hockey team they're trying to get to come to Atlanta, uh, and they're this guy's doing. And as I understand it, I mean, I think he's doing it by himself. I don't know that this is uh, oh, yeah? like a huge development company or anything, huh. but. Uh, a billion dollar Oof. development over uh, in Atlanta. Uh, they're trying. The last time they had a team, you know, the Atlanta Thrashers yeah, moved yeah, out in right. uh, 2011, moved on to Winnipeg. But he's trying this thing that's going to be anchored by an 18,000 plus seat arena. Okay. They're hoping to get an NHL team for yeah. that. It'll do other things, but this is going to be called the Gathering at South Forsyth over in Alpharetta. And oh, wow! The, again, I love all of this stuff. The all the renderings and things. Oh, it looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, would have 1.6 million square feet of commercial and retail space, um, 100,000 square foot community center, 7,500 square foot fire station, 450 hotel rooms, meeting space, residential units, all of that. But uh, 
another just massive uh, development over there is probably going to be happening. Well, you know, and you said 18,500-seat arena. And again, we just talked about Bridgestone Arena, Nate Bergazzi getting in just under 20,000. That's, of course, where the Nashville Predators play. And I've got to think they probably took the hockey rink portion out and probably had some some floor seating. So, you know, that's about equivalent. That's interesting, too, because I I was looking. You know, we have the AT&T building downtown, uh, and it's been sitting there. But there are some developers who are – I, they're, they're going at it right now. They're going to call that building the 600. I like it's, that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. It's 30 stories tall. Uh, it's going to have 404 luxury apartment units, uh, about 40 of which are going to be upscale family sized. I don't know what that means. I suspect three bedrooms or more. There's going to be restaurant and retail on the lobby level. And on the 29th floor, kind of interesting, it's sort of a, 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 a general area, 5,000 uh, square foot gym quality fitness center, a game room, a large theater. And then I thought this was interesting based on kind of how I conduct myself with, with as an attorney. A lot of times I go to these co-working spaces, um, but they're going to have conference rooms and co-working spaces up there on the 29th floor for, for residents who want to do some work kind of quote unquote at home, but not in their actual units. So yeah. keep an eye out for the 600 downtown. That'll be good. And how about uh Truett News Radio alum, Ward Neely, yeah, uh, they got like uh, his project over in Vestavia on 31s moving forward. It looks like the city has given the okay to some incentives. Um, they would be putting a little retail center where the, uh, I think it was the Econo Lodge was uh, years ago, the Vestavia Motor Lodge, I think is what it ended up, but it wasn't a great place. So no, no, They no. ended up uh, working a deal out, tearing it down. Uh, Ward is now uh, controlling the property, but they're looking like they're going to do a big bad breakfast of Waldo's chicken and some other stuff. So, man, I hope that keeps coming on. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I want to try both of those places, but yeah, real proud of Ward. He, he You know, it's, he's a young, dynamic guy, and he's done it downtown and in different areas, so uh, I'm excited to see that momentum continue yeah and then uh i thought this was really cool i hadn't heard of this but this ingles harbor riverfront development up in decatur yeah uh that place you know that whole area again we're going to have the mayor on from huntsville uh in a few minutes in uh but decatur athens madison that whole whole area is just exploding but uh the guy that did the uh you know we've talked about the thing up in gunnersville uh the big development uh, there that they've done that seems to be really doing well i think it's called city harbor um same guys looking at basically just, I think, re- sort of replicating that over in Decatur on the river and yeah. uh, uh, this Ingalls Harbor Riverfront. So, I mean, how cool is that? That's a $30 million project that is oh, yeah. probably going to be happening up there. Well, and you, and you do kind of feel like when you go into Decatur that that was uh, um, some property that maybe ha- hasn't been fully utilized yet. So it'll be interesting to see them go in there and, and, and do what they can because it's always unique to have that property right along the waterfront. Oh, man. And uh, AGC Alabama, they recognize um, some of their members that have been there for 50 years supporting that group. Uh, ben, in, ben M. Radcliffe Contractors down in uh, Mobile. Johnson Contractors, which I think is actually in Muscle Shoals, but it's up in that you know kind of Florence area, but I think it's Muscle Shoals. And then uh, White Soul Green, which is in uh, Pensacola. 50 oh, years of service. So. Good grief. Hey, you've got here uh, Bistro V, right? Yep. That's a, a restaurant right there near you in Vestavia. In fact, really I've good. got to think that the V stands for Vestavia. I may be wrong. But uh, you you indicate they're looking to hire an evening line cook and uh, to contact, what is it, E-Tuttle? Dot bistro v at gmail.com to inquire. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was saying that that is literally one of my, it, it's a place I don't often think about. I called it the the underrated champ of Birmingham cuisine. If you haven't tried Bistro V and Vestavia, you got to get them a try. Yeah, really good. Uh, man, the Wharf Amphitheater down in Orange Beach, uh, I didn't realize this, they were nominated for an Academy of Country Music Outdoor that? Venue of the Year um, in that category. Up against uh, St. Augustine Amphitheater, First Bank Amphitheater in Franklin, Tennessee, the Greek 
Theater, oh, which is a big grief, deal yeah. in Los Angeles. Um, a couple Barbara. other ones, but uh, man, congrats to to the Wharf uh, Amphitheater, and then the Wharf in general. They're having a big expansion down there. I think oh. they're adding like thirty or forty thousand square feet. Oh, uh, is that right? Yeah, and uh, Jeff Barnes, it used to be up here, but now he's lived in Mobile for a long time. Uh, down in that area, um, man, that's going to be great. That's a good development and more stuff happening down there. You know, we've got uh, listeners up in Huntsville. I don't know if you know that. We are on the ump there, Tony, the yep. ump. Uh, and so they've got not the Huntsville baseball team, but the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yeah, and actually, name. they're crushing it right now. I mean, so in the division that the Birmingham Barons are in and the Trash Pandas, and by the way, the Montgomery Biscuits, uh, there's two divisions. The Montgomery Biscuits are leading the Southern Division, uh, but the Rocket City Trash Pandas are leading the, the North Division. They're eight and two in their last 10 games. They play out there at Toyota Field, but I thought this was interesting. They had an, an Instagram promotion or an Instagram post uh, where, where you can get Edgar's, right? Some Edgar's baked goods uh, there at that stadium. Yeah. And they showed the Trash Panda triple play, which was vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry cake all together in one, like a Neapolitan <laughs> ice cream, but it's delicious cake from Edgar's. And you can get it at, you know, they've got the different stands and they're called different things there, which is kind of fun. One of them's called the Gravity Grill and the other one's called the Dumpster Dive. But at both of those little concession stands at uh, Toyota Field, you can get the tr- the Trash Panda triple play from Edgar's. I want some. I tell you, man. Hey, Sting has added some dates to his tour. Ooh. Not coming here, but uh, no. we'll be, uh, if you want to see you can check, uh, catch him at uh, it's actually Cadence Bank Amphitheater now, but it's Chastain Park, okay. you know, which has been okay. there forever. Yeah. But uh, uh, that's September fifteenth. If you like Sting, put uh, put him on uh, your calendar. You know we're on in Mobile, Tony. Yes, we're on in Mobile, and they're looking for someone, right? Yeah, Visit Mobile is uh, they're trying to get a partnership manager that uh, you'd be working, you know, building whatever community relationships, relationships. Yeah, yeah, and uh, sponsoring that. But uh, if, if that's something you might like to do, they're looking, again, partnership manager at uh, Visit Mobile. Well, and I tell you what, Shelby, we had uh, Matt Shelby from Shelby Company on last week, and it turns out they're looking. They posted that they're looking for an estimator, and uh, Matt himself asked if you're interested in the estimator position with Shelby Company. And again, their general contractor sort of renovating uh, and, and, and working throughout the Magic City. Give him a shout at yeah. mshelby at shelbygc.com. Man, I was going to tell you, too, uh, uh, he he was very popular. Uh, he got a bunch of hits on our oh, yeah, yeah. podcast or whatever you call that stuff. And um, but a lot of people checked out his interview and all that was good. Yeah, it's time it. for the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline. Let's Whoop. go talk to Mayor Tommy Battle. We've got the mayor on the phone. Good morning, Mayor. Are you with good us? Morning. Hey, how are you this I'm morning? With you. <laughs> I'm doing fine. How about you? Oh, man, everything's good. We appreciate you uh, being up early and jumping on with us. Mayor, have you had one of those uh, Trash Panda triple plays there at Toyota Field for the Trash Pandas? <laughs> no, I have not had a Trash Panda triple play yet. <laughs> well, let's go I share one. In the future. Yeah, we need to come up and be part of that, man. Yeah, yeah I want to dig yeah. into that. Well, you can I, do that, and then you can come see professional soccer. Uh, May 19th, we kick off our professional soccer team, so well, love, love to have you come up for that. Too. There are so many good things going oh, on in Huntsville right now. How, how do you keep up with all of it? it it's really kind of hard. Uh, you know, yesterday we're, we had uh, the Moon, Moon Lunar Rover uh, contest. We had the, um, the National Brass Band competition in town. And four or five other events, uh, it, it's really kind of nice. There's a lot of things happening in the city. I, I feel like the needle just scratched on the record there. We need to go backwards. <laughs> what is the Lunar Rover? Con- what, what was that? That's interesting. 
is uh, universities uh, get together and they put together their own lunar rover and they uh, and this, uh, the Space and Rocket Center puts together a course oh. that would be like the lunar lunar surface and they put together their uh, their their playing machine that would be their rover and they run it and they run competitions in it and there's there's universities from all over the U.S. who come in and uh, participate in that and some some international universities. Good grief, that sounds fantastic. I, listen, I, I you know I, I'm I'm an attorney and for years i used to go up there to, to madison county the courthouse and i've always thought it was a very clean sort of area you know there around downtown in the courthouse but i i guess the best way i could describe it and this is years ago decades ago is it was sort of sterile there wasn't a whole lot to do but it was nice and clean yeah. but man i got to tell you i was up there you know in, a couple times in the last couple of years and and it is that no longer it, it is active i mean there is a, a great pulse and a heartbeat going well, on in that area on over to von braun i mean it's incredible what's going on in your well, city that whole area i was going to jump in real quick and just say i mean of course outside you know outside of outstanding leadership you know in the area of you know what is causing all the uh i mean it's just just booming what's 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 happening what's going on up there you know it really is just uh, we've been able to put together all the elements that you need to do to have growth Uh, i mean you've got to have you got to have entry level jobs. You got to have middle middle income jobs. You got to have the upper income jobs. And you know, for a long time, we had both the entry level and the upper income rocket scientists, uh, space engineers, everything else. But we didn't have that middle area. And um, over the last ten years, we brought in Polaris, GE Aviation, uh, Aerojet, Rocketdyne, Blue Origin, uh, a lot of advanced manufacturing companies, and and that has kind of filled our middle uh, middle income gap. And you know, it's given us a, the full range. And so uh, one of our biggest challenges has been, you know, uh, getting enough people here to fill the jobs that we've brought in. So uh, we work on quality of life a lot. Uh, the Music Commission, uh, which turned into the Ryan Amphitheater and uh, Mars Music Hall down at the Bon Bon Center. I mean, we're seeing the George Jones tribute Tuesday night uh, where uh, Nashville artists are flocking down here to uh, to pay tribute to George Jones. and. Uh, and, and music has also helped us with, uh, part of our quality of life. Uh, you know, somebody, uh, gets a job offer in Spokane, Washington and says, honey, we have a chance to go to Huntsville, Alabama. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they would have said Huntsville, then Alabama. And you know, have three, three question marks behind both. Uh, today they might say, well, wow, I heard Stevie Nicks was there on Halloween night. Yeah, yeah, and right, right. The Ryan Amphitheater. And, um, and I hear that they're having the George Jones tribute on Tuesday, all that, you know, kind of fits together for quality of life and kind of a plan plan a strategy so that you can keep a community that grows and we don't want to grow exponentially uh, i've seen too many cities that have grown so fast that they've outshot their infrastructure but we want to grow in measured bites uh 4500 5000 a year is kind of our number that we're we're settling on it looks like we're we're right in that range and it's a perfect perfect number to be able to grow and you have to grow your infrastructure as you do it grow your parks grow your uh, roads, road systems, grow your utilities, grow your healthcare system. But if you grow that with it, uh, then you know, uh, it, your your future is is very good. Hey, well, you're listening to Truett News Radio. We're on the air right now with uh, Huntsville Mayor Tommy ba- uh, Battle, and we're excited to have that too. And and uh, Mayor Battle, as, uh, as as we talk about what you're saying, I mean, I, I'm very aware. For example, the Department of Defense is uh, is obviously a big catalyst for some of the growth there, even around the uh, the different contractors. Um, I, I think I'm correct still that you all benefit greatly from uh, y- y- the supply chain for the automobile manufacturers that are sort of nearby, both with respect to to Tennessee and to the state of Alabama. 
Alabama, uh, and, and I, I guess I'm sensitive to this question. I realize you are Huntsville, um, but there's that whole corridor that's exploding. And, yeah. and as you're talking about managing these bite-sized uh, uh, growth concepts, I mean, how much coordination does it require with, with the city of Madison and the city of, uh, of Athens and the city of Decatur? Because really, uh, I, I would think that y'all need to coordinate to, uh, because that's really the area where that, that explosion has become sort of the ground zero. At least that's my, 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 my thoughts of it. Am I, am I correct yeah, at all on that? It's all yeah. over the place. I was just sitting here looking like Doster construction down here. They're, they broke ground on a, a new medical center and harvest. I mean, it just seems like things are just everywhere up there. Yeah. And, and, and it is, you know, you've got to be good neighbors. You've got to work with your work with your partners out there. You know, many people don't realize when Mazda Toyota set up their 4,000 employee plant, uh, we, we had contributions on the incentive package from Limestone County, from Athens, from Decatur sure, sure. and Morgan County uh in madison county because it, it was really located in limestone county so uh you know it, it's it's one of those things that if we work together as a group uh there's a lot of uh there's a lot of good good people here madison is our sister city uh and we we work with them very closely in fact the trash panda stadium is actually in madison uh and but we go to the trash panda game yeah. uh and and they come to our soccer game so uh, you know, there's a lot of sharing throughout the co- communities, and we all kind of work together. And, and that's, I think that's what government's made for. You know, you talk about the uh, the challenges from an infrastructure perspective, and of course, you know, with the current. If, by the way, we we don't tend to get into politics, so I don't. But but the current administration, obviously, infrastructure has been a big term, and so uh, you know, we've talked about uh, even with different guests how there's infrastructure funds both from the state level and the federal level. And I mean, how how does that play into what you're trying to accomplish there in Huntsville? And is, has has that been a, a benefit to you and your plans? Yeah, there, there's a lot that we have to play into. You know, we just finished Restore Our Roads. One was a package of uh, road plans where we we did uh, we did road projects that were on state highways, and we worked with the state. We provided half of the money for the um, for the uh, federal match on it. The state provided half of the money. So we just finished that. We're going to Restore Our Roads <clears throat> two right now. And and that's important for us also uh, because we're going to continue to grow and we have to continue to grow our road system. So we have to work very closely with the state. Uh, We have to work very closely with our federal um, uh, our federal representatives uh, just to make sure that we can keep up that infrastructure and, you know, have just as good a city tomorrow as we have today. And that's kind of one of our goals is is making sure that we, um, you know, that we continue to grow, but we continue to provide that quality of life that makes a, makes everybody you know want to be a part of our community. Yeah, it's uh, I, there, I I just keep coming up with new or different projects and all that are going on, going on up there. Like I saw where uh, UAH they they broke ground on a new building over there, a new engineering building, and I think Alabama A and M has a new uh, sports or event facility coming on. Um, uh, guy we went to school with, a friend of mine, Max Grillier, RCP companies up there. They're doing yeah. all that mid-city stuff. Uh, Ventus Group, I don't know them, but I see they keep building stuff. I see apartments like nice new oh, big sure, apartment sure. communities getting built all the time. Uh, it's just the sheer volume of stuff that's happening. It's just, I mean, I, I just, it, you could just keep naming off projects. And, it, you know, that's, that's the nice thing about it. I mean, we're, we're experiencing the growth and sometimes you have to manage that growth. Uh, I've told our staff, I said, I think we got enough apartments now. Uh, you know, and, and we, we have had just a plethora of apartments come in. I mean, a number of them. 
And uh, but you know they're all spread out throughout the community, and some of them are in our urban developments, which are live work play places, uh, kind of like what Max Grillier did with RCP Partners and uh, Mid City. I mean, they've got a place where they've got a top golf, a climbing wall, a, 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 a Dave and Buster's, and and then they have offices in there, and um, you know, it's, and and the Ryan Amphitheater is right in the middle of it too. So live work play and urban development. We've had some great success with those, and um, those those have you know kind of made us have set up in one big community. We have a number of little communities around there. Providence is a smaller community, but it's yeah. a it's a great part of Huntsville. You put them all together, and they they all become uh, what we call Huntsville. Yeah, that really is interesting. I, you know, you you mentioning that I hadn't thought about it. You, uh, the way that some of these developments are going, you're sort of creating little micro cities within the main city. I, that that is that is an interesting concept of sort of their own developments, and yet it's not a a, a giant housing development. It's just sort of a, a, a microcosm where everything that they need is just within a, a couple of square blocks, huh? That, that's exactly it. You know, and we're we're looking for something that that gives people a sense of community. You know, it's hard to have a sense of community over a whole 250,000 people sitting in, in the city of Huntsville. Sure. But if you can have nodes of, of areas which are which have that sense of community, we call them urban developments, sure. uh, have those urban developments, and it might be single-family homes, it might be apartments, but it also has a place to work in there, and, uh, and, and uh, you have some aspects of play, which might be restaurants, might be... Uh, Dave and Buster's might be topped off, uh, things like that. But all those add together to uh, to, to make a, a little community, and all those little communities add up to a big community. Well, I tell you, it's uh, it's fantastic what you've got going up yeah. there, and we couldn't we couldn't appreciate your time on our show uh, anymore. Hope 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 yeah. to uh, to break bread with you, even if it is a uh, a triple play over there at the stadium or something there at your soccer yeah, field to, locally. I, I, I want to yeah. do that. We're going to bug yeah. you about that yeah. and come up and see you one day. But uh, <laughs> hey, we got to run. Is there uh, something you'd like to wrap up with? Listen, just wrap up and thank y'all for thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, it's great to be able to tell the story. It's a beautiful day in Huntsville. We're going to watch. My uh, four-year-old grandson played T-ball in a little while. Nice. We're having Earth, Earth Day. So anybody who wants to come out to Earth Day, Hayes Nature Preserve, 10 to 12 today, have a 10 to 2, come out and have a great time. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, fantastic. Enjoy, well, enjoy the T-ball and everything else. And, uh, again, uh, so appreciate you being on with us. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Yeah, that's Tommy Battle, the mayor of Huntsville, Alabama. Good grief does he have some things going on up there. Man, I'm telling you, it's uh, – He's done a great job. I think he's yeah. been mayor since 2008. And yeah. just, I mean, look at what has yeah. happened up there. It's amazing. Yeah, and and like I said, talking about Max and some of these guys, I mean, they got a lot of talented people up there making oh, things sure. happen. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's a synergy of sorts. But um, and we didn't even ask about, uh, I forgot to ask about uh, uh, Space Force and all that that may go up there. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. We didn't even get into Although we did get into the, the, the lunar, what was it, the lunar module, the yeah. lunar rover competition that's really interesting i want to see that next year yeah well hey i'm going to tell you about truett insurance and bonding right now uh, we had an amazing week over there uh, we got uh, some good bonds going got a good new account yesterday that sent me into the weekend oh, nice, happy nice. and uh got some home and auto going dolan wrote some stuff uh, down in tallacy and connie yeah. down in daphne so uh, if we can help you, we're here in Birmingham, Daphne, Alabama, and Tallahassee, which is kind of between Montgomery and Auburn. Uh, we'd love to do it, do a lot of work for business owners, uh, also do some home and auto, and uh, I do all the bond stuff. So, again, yeah. contractors, if we can help you with your uh, surety bonds, we'd love to do it. Hey, do it with Truett. Yes. As uh, always. 
Guess what's coming up, Brock? You what? might as well put it on the calendar right now. What what, what do we got? What do Elvis we got? week is coming up uh, in August, and uh, the four days of Elvis tribute artist. It's going to be amazing, and I've never been to that. I wish I could make that uh, put that together. I think that that requires a particular fashion article, which brings me to something that I did. Uh, you know, I like to go back and look at old Sports Illustrated, and I looked up a particular day. It brought me to the 1961 edition of Sports Illustrated. This is where, awesome. Where on the cover of Sports Illustrated is hysterically the back of two gentlemen looking into the open hood of a Model A hot rod, right? I mean, the old hot rod back in the days. And so uh, I got to looking at the articles, and one of them is in the, the, the style section because that's the thing. Yeah. In Sports Illustrated it in 1961, they had a style yeah, section. I don't see why they wouldn't. Right, and Fred R. Smith, I mean, you know Fred yeah. and his style. Uh, he had an article. It's an article, <laughs> and it's called The Unforgettable Ascot. Man, I, if, I, we need to bring the ascot back. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, you I mean, know. just ask Fred. We, well, I think I'm just going to walk into the office one day wearing an ascot and see if anybody says anything. Tony, don't just go willy-nilly on into the ascot. I mean, read, read Fred's article, for heaven's sakes. But the... Uh, <laughs> The, the main article there was about the uh, the hot rods. It says the car cult from Rumpsville, and it says to many persons the automobile is a status symbol, Tony. But to 1.5 million hot rodders, however, the car is the cornerstone of a cult with its own lingo, totems, and heaven. The cats range from mild to wild, but the fuzzy world they live in can be far out, man, far out. That was 1961 for you. That's great. Yeah. Uh, hey, comedian Leanne Morgan, we got more stuff yeah. coming to town. Uh, she just announced December 1st she's coming to the BJC concert hall for her just getting started tour this is the follow-up to her big panty tour yeah. uh and so she, her her uh she's big on netflix right man, now her trajectory yeah. is, is going great but uh i may have to go see her she's yeah. pretty funny yeah on netflix right now i mean if you turn it on she's one of the main little ticklers you know yeah. just to, to look at her uh her, her stand-up show for right now so yeah that's that's a big get for birmingham man how about uh bl harbert what? what? They oh, they yeah. are doing all kinds of stuff all over the place, but uh, they just got a new, and I really mean all over the place. They just got a new contract in Vietnam. Yeah, they're going to be building the new embassy there for us, and uh, that's three hundred and fifty million dollar project. You know, the Bia Harbert International. That's a lot of what they do is build these yeah, embassies. And so over. I used to have, I think, one of their project managers, and I'm not going to give his full name because I don't know if I'm even supposed to, given the nature of all that. But Scott was his name in my men's group at church. And I would always forever ask whenever he happened to be in town, I knew it was rare. So I'd say, well, Scott, you know, where are you going next? And he'd say, oh, I don't know. But one time he said Burkina Faso. What? I didn't even know what that is. Yeah. It's a it's a small country in West Africa. So what's the capital there? May not there? be there in a few weeks. It, well, I said, what's the capital city there? He said, it's a Ouagadougou. And yeah. I said, well, that's the greatest name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I've since met through some mission trips up to New York City, several people who who hail from a Ouagadougou. Yeah. You know, that's a full functional sentence, that one word. It's like a Ouagadougou. I don't you know, I mean, you can literally, I think everybody ought to have to say that word once a week. Man, I'm going to say congrats to Greg Broadway of uh, M&D Mechanical Contractors oh. in Decatur, man. He knocked down his first hole-in-one, yes. which always ought to be, uh, you ought to get some credit for that, uh, at the RTJ Shoals Fighting Joe course last yeah. weekend. So yeah. how about that? Good heavens. Uh, you know, you had a thing in here about McDonald's. We posted yeah. last, or we mentioned last week, that McDonald's had posted up its first Fully automated, no employee beta store. I think it was in Denver. They were talking about releasing one in Fort Worth and I think maybe uh, Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Uh, but you had an interesting point that uh, uh, they're trading right now at nine times. I saw for sales. a blurb on this, so yeah. I'm assuming it's right. I yeah. don't know, but uh, oh, that's sure. amazing. Yeah, uh, if it is, and then 
It's even yeah. going to go up. I saw this thing. Uh, they're about to start serving, kind of like Milo's. You can get yeah. the side sauce. Yeah. They're about to start doing that with the Big Mac sauce. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I, I bet you a lot of people yeah. go do that. Uh, it's a new revenue when you, stream. When you've sold a, whatever, a billion burgers today or whatever it is, yeah. uh, and everybody pays you another 50 cents for a side yeah, sauce. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. That's so, got to that's gotta add to the bottom line. That's a whole new revenue stream. And uh, Actually, you were saying, didn't you see something about maybe they're going to they're about to start redoing their burgers yeah i don't understand what? that and i'm sure it'll work out Coke? fine but yeah I, I don't understand why would you mess with anything that has you know been that sold a gazillion burgers but uh i'm they're they're smarter than me so it'll yeah. probably work hey the alabama ccim chapter we mentioned them last week but uh they just were uh, awarded. They had their meetings in Boston, and they were just awarded the uh, uh, the first place CCIM chapter in the nation for 2022. Oh. Brooks Corps uh, with the retail companies. Amy Atkins is their director. They were all up there to pick up the the hardware and bring it back to Birmingham. Good grief! Well, so congrats like that. to them. Yeah, absolutely. Go Alabama CCIM. That's fantastic. Yeah, man, uh, you ready to go to the uh, to the hotline? Yeah, but time? I got to say okay, one thing. I got to say one more thing. Uh, the Tragic City Rollers oh, yes. is one of the greatest yes, names, yes, yes. and it's it's Birmingham's roller derby team, right? Uh, watch them tonight. They're going to be at Boutwell Auditorium, six oh, p.m. Really? I don't know. It's not a kickoff, is it? I don't know. Six p.m. Whatever it is to, to start off a match in roller derby, but the Tragic City Rollers will be taking on the Classic City Roller Girls out of Athens, Georgia. So be make make sure you're there in the stands at Boutwell at six o'clock. We're on the air now with Skip Poe. Skip, are you with us? I am, Tony. How are you this morning? Hey, doing really good. This is Skip Poe, the executive director of the Alabama Road Builders Association. Absolutely. Man, let's let's uh, hear all about the roads. Yeah, tell us. Well, Tony, we're we're wide open at this point in time. Uh, a lot of places across the country, road construction is just now firing up. But in the deep south, as we know, we didn't have winter this year, so <laughs> our, our members are out and about trying to build and maintain. Alabama's roads and bridges. Which I tell you what, uh, but we did have a lot of wet weather. Uh, yeah. You know, we always have a, and a we had wet a big winter, freeze. But good lord, they, they've had some challenges this uh, last few months. Rain is just one of those factors we have to deal with. Um, but when it, when you turn around and I think we had what one cold span right there at Christmas. Yeah, right, uh, right. Other than that, we've had a very mild winter. So it gave our members the opportunity to turn around and continue to work throughout the winter time. Yeah, to well, get the things done they needed to do. Well, you're kind of new in the position, man. I'm, I'm sure you've had to just hit the ground running and uh, you know kind of be learning stuff as you go. How did uh, how did how's the transition been? It has been excellent. So, uh, but one thing about it, I'm not new to the industry. I'm just new to the association. Yeah. So uh, I've been I've been involved with road and bridge construction for over 30 years now. So, but it's it's new to to turn in and join the association and lead it after coming on board in late February. Skip, you, you know, it, it, you you are the Alabama Road Builders Association executive director for folks who are listening, and you just mentioned, uh, is it specific to roadways, or you, you, you mentioned the word bridges. Is that part of your scope as well? Yes, any transportation construction. So whether that means um, grading new roadways, paving them, uh, building bridges, building culverts, uh, you know, one thing people overlook all the time, a lot of times signs are done by the DOT, but at the same point in time, a lot of new signs are put in on construction projects. Um, that includes uh, these new digital message boards you're seeing all over the state, the uh, the digital message signs, as we call those. It's an intelligent transportation system products, the ones that go over the roadway. So right now you're seeing a lot of national work zone messages about work with us, drive safe, 
uh, things like that because this has been National Work Zone Awareness Week all week long. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I mean, Alabama, we're, we really are fortunate there. We have a lot of good builders across sure. different types of, you know, construction. But uh, road building in particular presents its own, you know, sets of, of hazards. Uh, talk about that and the, the Road Safety Awareness Week. So it does. And, and one thing about it, people, I think, um, at this day and age, they take a certain thing like we're I'm talking on right now for granted, and we we all can't seem to separate um, what we do from our telephone. Um, and over the last decade plus, since smartphones became prevalent in our lives, we can't separate ourselves. So you're riding down the road, and it's just not like it's easy to talk on the phone anymore. Now you can read a novel, you can Google, you can send your emails, send text messages, and over that last decade plus. There's been every year a national increase in tra- crashes in work zones. And, and with that comes, uh, unfortunately, uh, fatalities. And so uh, 80% of those killed in work zones, most are, let me rephrase that, 80% killed in work zones are wind up being drivers and passengers. But those other 20% are our workers. And so um, it's hor- horrific yeah. for us on the industry side. It was horrific anytime someone's killed. Um, but it's, it's really horrific when we lose our own because someone is distracted um, while they're driving and then run, they're not aware of their circumstances and hit one of our workers. And I could give you cases that would just make you make you sick to your stomach. Yeah, oh, I just, I just, one of the reasons we have this week is to try to bring attention as construction season fires up. I just uh, ran across a stat a couple of weeks ago, actually, and uh, you may know more about it than I do, but it said uh, about 23 roadside workers are killed each year and hundreds more sustain injuries. But that's basically, you know, a couple of week across the country die, oh, yeah. uh, you know, while they're just out doing their job. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, and to your point, um, Skip, I mean, this is while people are, you know, they're, they're checking their text or they're checking their, uh, their Instagram or whatever. And, and, and the, the tragedy is they're not even looking at what they're doing as they strike that worker, right? Yes. And, you know, we, we have comparatively to nationwide, we have been, I hate to use the word blessed, but we haven't had near as many as others. Um, we, our fatalities statewide in work zones over the last five years or so has been hanging around the 18 number. And so that's drivers and workers. We have our workers numbers, of, you'd say, been one to three each year. Um, I know there's one last year, two in 2021, two in 2020, and three in 2019. And some folks will look at it and go, well, that's not really many to draw someone's attention. But it's still, it's one person's too many. That's that's somebody's um, mom or dad or husband or wife who did not come home from work at the end of the day like they yeah. like they planned on it. And so when you walk out that door, you're standing on the side of the road working. You you, re- you have to keep your head on a swivel, as we call it, because you you never know if you're, that, that day could be your last one. Yeah. Uh, hey, let me ask you this. Uh, we had, we had just talked with the with Tommy Battle, the the Huntsville mayor, but uh, we don't know a lot about this. But you know that the new infrastructure package, right, uh, right. and I'm, I'm sure everybody's fighting for dollars uh, with part of that. How is that? You know, kind of impacting your membership. Yeah, yeah. What goes on in in Alabama? Gets our members more opportunities to to build roads. Um, you know, is that that's an approximately twenty percent. Uh, increase in funding. Um, certain programs are getting more money than others, but it gives ALDOT a chance to turn around and focus on what part of the program in Alabama needs to be um, needs to be done. So there's 
in general, their research and program is maintaining a consistent funding, but this is given opportunities to do more construction projects. And as we all know, that traffic is growing in Alabama because Alabama is growing, and there needs to be, we call it capacity projects where you're adding lanes, and so Alabama's got more opportunities now between the bipartisan infrastructure bill as well as rebuild Alabama funds to focus on building more roadways. You know, Skip, and I'm a civilian as I say this, but I know for a long time there's been sort of a um, uh, an indication that bridges uh, around the country need some that upgrade. would include Alabama, yeah, need some upgrade, and that you know some of us might be shocked at the condition of some of the bridges out there. So, will some of that infrastructure go towards addressing that? And you mentioned the Alabama Department of Transportation. I mean, how do those kinds of things get prioritized? So. There is, a, there is a bridge maintenance program. Um, that wasn't my specialty when I worked for the DOT for years. Um, but, but it is. They, they, roughly inspections are done. They're required periodic inspections. And then there's basically a prioritization that's done based on their age um, and their condition. And so, but you would be, and I don't have that statistic in front of me, shocked at the number that are now 50, 60, 70 years sure, old. Sure. Um, because when they were built um, after World War II, that are now on a point over the next 10, 20 years is going to be a major emphasis. But there is dedicated funding, dedicated federal funding as part of the program that goes to bridge replacement each year. And then that went from uh, uh, LDOT got an additional, we'll say, $37 million to go to that. So they've got over $125 million each year to put toward bridge replacement projects. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. So what yep. uh, what right now, I mean, as, as you've inherited this seat with the Alabama Road Builders Association, what was sort of your, you know, number one priority in terms of I sit in this seat, here's my membership, here's what I'd like to do. Or, to their, yeah, or what, you know, are, what is the membership pushing? What are, yeah. what, are, what are the priorities? Well, we have certain risks uh, when it comes to liability on projects, um, and we try to focus on minimizing those risks. But but right now, we're, you know, on Awareness Week, we're focusing on safety is a, a big issue. Um uh, and we were trying to make sure that our workers, as we fire up truly into the main construction season, as we know roughly from now through um, November is uh, a, a peak time. And we want to make sure as, as our workers out there every day that they're focused on not just giving quality road work, but then roughly to turn around and they're being safe on projects and minimize that risk themselves. Yeah. But, Skip, let me ask you this, too. You know, like when we talk with different people in other parts of construction, you know, uh, we always push, you know, learning the trades. I mean, electrical yeah, and plumbing sure. and all of this. And and hiring is such a big part uh, trying to attract people to the construction industry as a road building association. Do you all tackle that kind of as, as one or do, do the different companies? I mean, how do people attract, you know, new workers? Because it is such a critical part of, of, of all of our lives. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent workforce development is one of our one of our top three issues going on right now. And like everyone else, we can't find people just like uh, people in restaurants and uh, yeah. various businesses can't find people. Um, nationally, it's been an emphasis from the Federal Highway Administration. Um, I think the program is called Strategic Strategic Workforce Development, and so it's trying to help DOTs and industry associations come up with um, plans and marketing efforts to bring people into the industry. And so in Alabama alone, the Alabama Community College system has a training program trying to work with some of the community colleges to provide people who are interested, go ahead and train them how to operate certain pieces of equipment. We've, one of our retired um, contractor employees um, 
works with them to to be on site and train them on individual pieces of equipment. And then, like right now, some of those programs, because it's during the construction season, are having like we'll call it career fairs, where these 10, 12, 15 employees at these certain schools will go out and turn around and operate that piece of equipment while contractors are available. And then roughly they can turn around and basically do an on-site type interview or a follow-up to bring them into the workforce. So that's an outstanding program that Community College Systems has going on right now to help us um, try to find employees. Yeah, and again, I mean, for, for folks listening, if you're wondering about what to do with the next step of uh, this chapter of your life, we can't emphasize enough. Trades are really, really oh, important. And uh, if you think going to that one program and getting that one particular degree from that one particular institution may be valuable, uh, I'm sure that Skip can tell you if you're if you're willing and able to get into these trades, well, it is valuable. And a lot of people. Uh, they get into kind of road building and, and just right. site work and different things. I mean, man, they, you know, they, they don't have these, these, you know, degree after degree after sure. degree, man, they like moving, you know, getting on equipment and moving sure. stuff around and all. Sure. And a lot of them have built like major companies oh, out of it. So sure. there's all kinds of opportunity in this. There is. And people take for granted that success in your professional career starts with a college degree and that that is something that's not completely accurate as we know there are people with trades and skills that roughly make way more than oh. folks with college degrees Absolutely. Um, my brother-in-law started for nothing and built an electrical company then is very successful yeah. um, never has a college degree and i think that's one thing we're going to take for granted is if everyone focuses on trying to go to college that folks people with trade skills like that roughly will be making two, three times what college employees will because their their skills are valuable. I mean, what, what are you going to do when your air conditioning goes out? Someone has to turn around and maintain that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yeah. No, you're exactly right, and I think your point is valid. I mean, it's not that it's 10% more or 20% more. I mean, yeah. in a lot of cases, it's two to three times more. Yeah. Hey, Skip, man, we got. I was just sitting here looking at the clock. we got to run, uh, but uh, do you have anything you'd like to say to kind of wrap things up? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for giving the opportunity to talk about the industry a little bit. Um, if anyone wants to, to see more about our association and and kind of, and what our members do, you know, we have a website uh, www um, They can do a little research themselves. They can Google it. Just don't do it on their phone while they're going down the <laughs> side right. of the road. Yeah, and as right. always, pay attention in work zones. Um, the, our workers are our family, and we want them to go home at the end of the day to their yeah, families. For sure. Well, hey, sure keep up the great work and uh, look forward to meeting you in person sometime. Yeah, for sure. That's a fact. Great, Tony. All right. Thank you all. All right. Yep, see you. Sure. All right. Yeah, that's Skip, right. Skip Poe, the executive director of Alabama Road Builders Association. Check out their website at www.alrba.org and watch out while you're going through those work zones. Absolutely. Hey, Brock, man, uh, you know, I like some music stuff. I th- uh, this was a big part of my oh, upbringing yeah, yeah. here. I was amazed. It also makes me feel old. The, uh, the Violent Femmes Ooh. first album oh. is 40 years old now, and they're doing a little tour, uh, you know, getting out and doing all the uh, blister in the sun, adding yeah, up, gone, yeah. daddy gone, all that stuff. So uh, maybe it'll come through here. And uh, they are coming to uh, uh, Levitt Pavilion in Denver. That's your stomping oh, ground. There you go. Yeah, and another good one that came out yeah. at the, around the same time, uh, R.E.M.'s Murmur, their oh, first album that uh, changed things up in yeah. the music industry. Uh, everybody was like, who are these people? And uh, that was in 1983 uh, when that was released. And Miles Copeland, uh, you know, who uh, 
family was from Birmingham. He came back and went to Birmingham Southern and went on to found uh, IRS Records. That was yeah, one of his yeah. big uh, oh finds, big, yeah. yeah, discoveries. You, you know, speaking of money and even going back to nineteen, I'm going to go into eighty five here in a second. You know, Jalen Hurts he he signed a really big contract. It, it's really it's five big, years, two hundred and fifty five million dollars. That's an average of fifty one million dollars. Per year. That's a lot. I went back and looked uh, at, at salaries in the past. 1985 is where I first landed. That was the Chicago Bears, right? Yep. That was sweetness, Walter Payton. He was the. So good. He, he had the, the highest salary for the Bears that year at $685,000. Jim McMahon had 600000 The highest paid player in the NFL in 85, Warren Moon, for the Houston Oilers back then at $1.1 $1. $1. $1 million. Man, Warren Moon was a good player. He really yeah. was. But, uh, yeah. I mean, he was no Walter Payton. He was not in twice. My, in, my, in my memory. He was not twice the player yeah. of Walter Payton. But, yeah. So, 1990. Uh, jumped 10 years ahead. Drew Bledsoe, who was the predecessor of Tom Brady with the Patriots, perhaps one of the reasons why Tom Brady replaced him, <laughs> is that his uh, salary was $13.2 million yeah. that year in 95. The, the next one was Kajana Carter at $7.9 million. Yeah, and that, and that was a, that, that's, that's to the point of all the people who think your career is going to last long in the NFL. His career lasted one week into training camp, blew out his knee horribly, never played again, but have a, had a $7.9 million contract. Uh, Ten years later, 2005, uh, this is interesting to me. Number five is Tom Brady, the uh, replacement of Drew Bledsoe. Remember, Drew was at 13.2 in 95. Ten years later, Tom Brady's at 10.7, still $2.5 million less. Peyton Manning is number three at a, at a cool even $14 million. But the top two I thought were interesting. Carson Palmer at $16.2 million. Yeah. And then Steve McMahon was the highest paid player, highest paid player, I should say, at $18.7 million in 2005. Man, every time I think about Steve McNair, I remember him coming to Sanford and it just McNair. packing that oh, yeah. place out yep, yep. Uh, when he was in college. Hey, congrats to Dunn Building Company. They were named a 2023 National Top Performer by the Associated Builders Builders and Contractors. That's nationally. Oh, wow. Uh, so I thought that was great. Uh, they also just did their 14th annual golf tournament, which raises money for the firehouse shelter. Okay. And uh, that this like thing, that. they it's enabled them to give over $130,000 to wow. that organization since that golf tournament be- began. So I was going to say great work to them. Yeah, for sure. Good grief. Uh, Drury Hotels. Yeah. yeah, which I've never stayed at a Drury Hotel, either. but I see them in a lot of places. But I, I'm amazed. That's a family-owned company to this day, but they've uh, been in business 50 years uh, they opened their first one in nineteen in April nineteen seventy three in what is this Sykeston's, Missouri. That they now have one hundred and fifty hotels in twenty six states and almost six thousand employees. You're a big fan of Tampa, Florida. I saw you had down here that the first Cuban cigar was rolled Ybor in City. Ybor City there one hundred and thirty seven years ago. Isn't that amazing. Month. Good. Heavens. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, music's on. We got to go. I'm Tony Truitt, Truitt Insurance and Bonding. Love to work with you on your uh, insurance needs. Business owners, keep us in mind. Yeah, I'm Brock Murphy with Brock G. Murphy Law Firm. Love to help you out if you're a small business and do some construction stuff. 205-313-6360. Did you know, Tony? Did you know they're over, or I'm on the wrong page. Did you know moon dust smells like gunpowder? Well, I did not. Did you know that Jupiter, of course, is the solar system's largest planet, but it's so big that it's twice as large as all the other planets combined? How about that? Did you know a female peeping Tom is just known as a voyeur? Well, no cool name. That's no cool, no cool nickname. So Vallis Massineris is the deepest valley in the solar system. It's on Mars. It's four times longer than the Grand Canyon, 20 times wider, four times deeper. How about this? Did you know Sagittarians are more likely to become child stars? Well, I did not know this. I should be a Sagittarius. I'm, I'm not a child any longer. The largest mountain in the solar system, also on Mars, Olympic Mons, two and a half times the height of Mount Everest. How about that? Well, hey, everybody, uh, catch us uh, next week, Truett News Radio. 
Absolutely. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out. Alabama. We'll see.